Good evening on a very hot, steamy, and I do mean hot, steamy, Saturday afternoon here in the ICT. You got your host here on A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, Anthony Smith, and I have a good friend of mine who's getting ready to join me. The guest I had lined up, she couldn't make it. She's on a recruiting trip. That's the life of an assistant basketball coach. But I was able to get a hold of my good friend and, as he would say, brother from a different mother, Rick Thomas. So he's going to be calling me in a minute here. I want to give a shout out real quick. Because I know some of you people are bored, cooped up in the house. Don't know what to do with your children. Well, how about this? Bounce houses. Mundo Fun House Bounce. Got more guests than you know what to do with? Throw them in the really big brother of the Fun House. The Mundo Fun House Bounce House. 20 by 20 and 12.5 feet tall. This jumping castle is truly enormous. Be sure to measure for space. Shout out to my good friend. Alicia Broomfield, who is the general manager, you can reach her at 316-247-2525 or email her at alicia at bouncequest.com. That's alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A at bouncequest.com. Tell her I sent you. Anyway. There's a lot to talk about in the sports world. Uh, the biggest thing, because I know Rick when he calls in. And of course, me too. We want to talk about this saga that is Dak Prescott and Joneses. Dak versus Joneses. There appears to be a hang-up in contract talk. So therefore, this year, Dak is playing up under the franchise tag. That can't be good. It can be, but it can't be. It could be good for the fact that he plays this year, and let's say he leads the Cowboys to a deep run in the playoffs and put up good numbers. Well, he has leverage. But how much cap room will there be next year? Will you have to restructure some contracts? Do you play under a second franchise tag, which that tag would be $37 million next year? So you're looking at almost $70 million in two years. Do the Joneses then give Dak what he wants next year? Do they give him a four-year deal? Because this contract battle, Dak only wanted four years. Jones is going to give him five years. Upper around 33, 35 million a year. 105 million guaranteed.
So what happens? Do you play on the franchise tag again next year? Then after that, his and Dallas gets my turn. Which also, in essence, means Dallas will have to start over with another quarterback. And are they going to play this game again? How long will they have Andy Dalton? Remember, his contract comes with incentives. So it remains to be seen. All the pieces are in place for Dak to have a successful season. You got Ezekiel Elliott. I think they have a viable tight end, a good replacement for Jason Garrett. You got Amari Cooper. You got Gallup. You draft C.D. Lamb. That's just another weapon. My one concerning issue would be the offensive line, which has been banged up. You have a new center. That's because of retirement. Leo Collins has been banged up. Teron Smith has been banged up. The line is aging. That once that line that Jerry Jones once was very fond of and proud of that he put together, well, he's got to put together another one. So, the saga continues, and will Dak ever have a contract in a Dallas uniform? Or could we be seeing the beginning of the end for Dak playing for Dallas? Also, we got sports on the way. Can you believe that? We have sports on the way. Matter of fact, joining me right now. Believe it or not, I'm just going to go ahead and spill the beans. This guy, well, I'm not going to spill the beans, but I'm going <laughs> to right. spill the beans. But I'm going to tell you what he's responsible for. Oh, no. What did I do now? He <laughs> is responsible for what we know as running the table. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I do love to run the table. And every time. I used to sit in with this guy. He would always tell me I was running the table. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just sitting at the table with the guy that's running the table. He's the ma- You're the master chef. I'm just tasting and seeing how good the meal has been that's been prepared. We're talking to none other than Mr. Running the Table himself, Rick Slick Rick. Thomas, Rick, <laughs> What's up, my buddy, brother? how's it going on? How's it going? I'm good, good. How are you doing? It's it's good. It's always good to be on your podcast. It's always good to have you on here, man. One of these days, you're going to have me on yours. 
Oh yeah, very soon, very soon. I've got some things that, you know, a huge, uh, huge under, under things that are being undertook right now with that. So, and I'll come out with all of them very soon, but it's, it, believe me, I mean, the wheels are a turning. See, that's what I'm talking about. The wheels are always turning on the table. See, yeah. see, his, his table don't come with the conventional legs. His table come with wheels on it because it's always rolling. <laughs> yeah. So what do we what do we want to talk about? The, you talk about Dak and, and what's going on in Dallas, right? Dak, what yeah, because it's always Dak and Dallas. I mean, granted, we got sports getting ready to start. Can you can you believe that? Like we're just like within a week of seeing baseball on TV. Uh, I don't know if you heard the other news, but uh, there's actually going to be Miami Marlins baseball on a local radio station here in town. I guess you can figure that out. Okay, I didn't know. I, I had not heard about that, but that's awesome. Right. So, you know, since we don't have the wind surge, uh, how about... Well, but you know what? But at least it's some baseball. You know, it's just it nice is. to have sports. And I and I know that, you know, everybody, I, I hear a lot of the pushback is, oh, but they won't let fans in the stadium. But it's, but it, you know, but it's just nice to have some sports. Right. Finally. Listen, you know? to, listen to it on the radio. Somebody's podcast will probably have a game or, or yeah. watch it on TV, you know. Just watch yeah. it and be happy that you got something. So we, we got that going on. Uh, Tiger, Tiger Woods, actually, can you believe I'm talking about some golf right now before we get to our main yeah. story? But they say Tiger Woods actually made a show today, so I think there's a possibility he made he might have made the cut. He had like two back-to-back birdies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tiger, I haven't really been following closely. I know that, you know, he kind of had a resurgence. You're correct if I'm wrong. I mean, he was, you know, there was a, there was a time frame where he was, he was just kind of just barely hanging in. Maybe, but now all of a sudden he started, he started coming back and he got some big wins. And so, you know, and Tiger's not that old. I mean, for golf, for golf, you know, he's, this is not a football player we're talking about. We're talking about a guy, what is he, 45-ish, maybe? Probably, probably around in that 40-ish range, yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. So he's got plenty in the tank. You know, for golf. I mean, you, you know, nothing. I'm not dissing the sport at all. I'm just saying it's not as, you know, you can play it professionally into your 60s easy. You know? Right. I mean, so, yeah. Arnold Palmer did it. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, so, Jack Nicholas. You know, I, I get into that discussion with friends of mine. People say, if you, you know, if you could have mastered one sport and played it professionally, you know, what would you know? Everybody I know is like, well, I play football or baseball. Right? I'd be in the NBA. I'm always like over there going, golf, man. I could do that, you know, until I'm on the verge of retirement. I could do it. Until I'm like, yeah. you know, you know, until I'm pushing seventy practically. I, you know, they've always got the Masters. You know, the old, the, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not a big golf fan, but the, you know, the older guys tournaments. You know, they have those. Right. Uh, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. 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 That one. So I'm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, to me, you know, I, you know, so Tiger, he's really he's had a lengthy career. He's legendary in the in the, in the uh, you know in the arena of golf, but he's not. He's still got plenty of years in the tank, you know. Yes, he does. Uh, the other sport would probably be bowling. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? I tell you, man. I mean, those guys that are good, those guys and gals that go out there and they play on the circuits. Mm-hmm. They make bank. They do right. real well. I mean, and and really, when you think about it, it's bowling. I mean, that's one of those things. It's again not dissing it, but you. It, it, but it's a lot. Of, it's a, it beats the heck out of getting beat up by two hundred fifty pound linebackers that want to take your head off. Exactly. Know? And see, I bow. I bowed a little bit, so you know, I would love to get back out there in the bowling alley. You know, take on some guys and show. Them I didn't know that. You need to go. Okay. All right. All right. You like to chuck yeah, it down the lane. Chuck huh? it down right. there and put that curve on it. Now, hey, now, all right. Now, now check this out. I'm kind of bouncing around because we're going to get to the main topic. Okay. But here's a look at college football. 
Saturday, August the 29th, Hawaii versus Arizona, canceled. It, this is killing me. It's killing me because right. we're seeing this in, in, in mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the Division One schools. Yeah. We're seeing, you know, this all started to be there. I mean, we knew this was going to come to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ivy League, of course, kicking things off by just saying we're canceling the entire season. Right. 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 And then you, now you're seeing, you know, like uh, you're seeing some, some Big 12 schools. Or there was an Ohio State, if I remember, Big 10 schools saying we're only going to play conference only. Conference only. Yeah. And, you know, and I get I, I do get it. I mean, this is we're in uncertain times and I understand all of that. But it's just college football is like one of the juggernaut sports gems that this country has to offer. Exactly. Oh, it's just killing me, you know. You want to hear some more? New Mexico versus UCLA, as well Uh as California, UNLV, canceled. Uh Notre Dame, Navy. Remember, that game was basically repositioned because they were supposed to play it like overseas somewhere on a uh, Navy ship or something like that or whatever it was. And then they moved it back to the States. Oh, right now that game is postponed. Uh, so that's what we're looking at. Week one of college football, uh, and a lot of them are saying TBD to, in other words, to be determined. determined. Yeah, yeah. This is the state of college football, and like you said, we're going with uh, basically conference only games. You know what I think, California? You know what I think the state of California can do since they have multiple. California schools playing in different conferences, they could play and make, they could just make up a new conference and call it the California Conference. I mean, yeah, well, imagine, they practically could, yeah. Right. Sure. UCLA, Cal, USC, Stanford. I mean, just saying those names right there, that'd be a good formidable conference right there with just your California schools. No, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. And, <laughs> and you know what I think uh, is interesting is, like I said, on certain times, a lot of people don't understand, and, and this is, you know, whether you agree with the, with the, how this pandemic is being handled or not, I don't, I don't get into the politics, but I mean, whether you agree with it or not, regardless, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You, we, we have to take into consideration the impact this is having. Now, now I know this for a fact, that, uh, and, and I know this because of where, where you know, the, the, where, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag right now, but where I'm headed, okay? Mm-hmm. I can tell you that Big 12 schools right now are facing uh, something they've never seen. We're talking about... We're talking about massive Division One schools like Kansas, Kansas State, Texas. They're facing enrollment numbers that are at 50% of what they were last year because students are literally pulling out, saying we're going to sit this out for a year. We're not going coming back because we we're, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to be exposed. We don't want to, you know, we're going to make sure things are, are at a better level next year and we'll come back. And you're seeing that massive of a drop in enrollments. So they're responding with their in their football programs. We're seeing this where they're basically saying, you know, the, even the conference games are saying, we're going to let, you know, we're no tailgating. We're going to let maybe 50% capacity at the stadium, but it's going to be the six foot apart scenario. Mm-hmm. It's, it's changed the whole game plan. So I, as much as I hate it, I hate to say this, I can see why some of these conferences are saying, you know, we're, we're going to be conference only games. I, I hate it. I don't like it. Believe me, as a fan mm-hmm. like you, I don't like it, but that's, that's the world we're in right now. Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I can be comical when I say this, you know, it probably won't have no bearing on KU football because they're so used to <laughs> they're so they're so used to social distancing by by like halfway through the season. Their minds have already started turning toward wait to basketball season. But you know, I'm still gonna give the Mad Hatter less miles. I'm gonna give him a chance. I believe if there's anybody that can turn that yeah. program around yeah. and he yeah. has some talent to work with, I believe it is the Mad Hatter. Now I tell you what I'm gonna do right here. I'm going to take a break. 
That way I can, you know, put in a ad spot right here. That way my sponsors can, you know, let their voices be heard. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk some NFL and some Dallas and Dak Prescott. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Okay. Welcome back. We had to put a sponsor in there right there. We in uh this segment, as are all of my segments, they are brought to you by Anchor. That's A N C H O R dot F M. That's Anchor dot F M. As a matter of fact, if you want to leave me a comment or if you even want to support this podcast, go to anchor.fm I will greatly appreciate it thank you to all my listeners but we're back on with Rick Thomas because he's going to be with me for the duration I'm kidnapping him I'm holding him hostage I, 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 I love it it's awesome I like you know what just having the chance to talk sports I mean I, you know and I, you know, and I hear people say this because you know I do of course run, run the table I do a lot of sports uh, talk stuff myself and people come to me and say well there's nothing going on well, there's always stuff going on even with this pandemic there's stuff right. going on behind the scenes. I mean, we can we can throw teasers at you. Like the first week of the NFL starting out, you're looking at the first game, which is going to be Thursday, September 10th. Knock on yeah. wood. Hopefully, the Texans yeah. versus the Chiefs. That game is going to be on NBC. And right now, the odd makers have KC minus ten. Does that sound legit? Or is, could that, it, that's a, is that in is that in Kansas City? In, you know, in Arrowhead. In Harrow, yeah, I, I kind of I like those, and that does sound legit. I well, you can't say they're they're on, you know, they're the king, they're on top of the throne, they're they're wearing the crown. Heavy is the head, right? I mean, everybody's going to come gunning. I, they're interesting because how good are they? Or they may really, really be on the verge of a dynasty, but they also might sophomore slump. But it's so hard to tell. The NFL is so weird because it, so the first three or four weeks of the season. And it, you just, it's, it's so unpredictable. You know, you see it every year. Teams every year that, that have such high hopes that are predicted based upon previous year's performance will not live up to those. There are teams that come out of nowhere that, that we're not expected to, you know, we just don't know enough. Kansas City, I do believe, is well-rounded and good enough to possibly repeat. I don't think, I mean, just look at it on paper. You look at it, that's, you'd, be, you'd be blind not to see that. Okay. Um, no, you really would. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Mahomes is like, he's on top of his oh, game. Man, I mean, Mahomes, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you've got a good receiving core there. They've done some work with the defense. They, you know, and then I think, you know, the head coaching position is pretty much locked down now. I mean, he's you know, not going anywhere for a minute. Um, I, you know, I don't see any reason why they won't make a deep run into the playoffs. But again, the National Football League is weird. It's just that unpredictable. Why, mark my words. Watch the first four weeks, four or five weeks. It'll just, there'll be a lot of shakeup. There always is every year. There'll be one or two of those teams you'd never saw come and go four and one. All right. 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 So now I'm going to give you two more games here before, because, First game I'm going to give you is the team that has a new quarterback, and they'll probably have him for two years. And then the next team I'm going to give you, that's going to open up Pandora's box. So we got Buccaneers versus the Saints, and I believe New Orleans is the home team. They got New Orleans at minus four. I, I, you know what I like New Orleans, and that I, you know, Tom Brady is an exciting story. Whether you like, you love or hate the guy, doesn't matter. It's still a big deal that he's been in Tampa. I, and I know he's forty-two, going on forty-three, what have you. Still Tom Brady. Um, you look at the regiment that that guy's like lived his life, and I'm, t- I'm talking about his forms of his diet, as far as his workouts. I mean, and he's not a typical forty-two-year-old. He's not exactly. He, you know, this is a guy who he says, and I believe this. He says he's never drank in a single cup of coffee in his life. 
<laughs> I believe this. I mean, that's I know, one of the reason I bring that up is that's dedication to his, his body. And his, you know, he treats his body as though, though it's a temple and he has for years. So does that mean that he's, you know, the guy that he was five, six years ago? No, but he's certainly not your average 42, 43 year old quarterback. He sure he, isn't. He's, no. Um, and, 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 and I think, and I, and I alluded to this before, he's in Tampa for one reason only. It's the only feather he has left that he doesn't have in that cap. And that is he, he wants to get out from under Belichick for one season and, and, and at least go out there. And if he, if he could win nine or 10 games, he could, he could hang his hat up and say, look, it wasn't all Belichick. You know, I, I mean, I, I deserve the accolades that I've gotten because it wasn't all just a because that's a big critique you hear about Tom Brady. That's mm-hmm. the only one there is. Is well, would he have been that good without Belichick's system? Would he have been well I, I, by doing this? He can prove that he probably, probably would have been. You know, that's that's where he's at with. That's what I believe. Anyways. And you know what I say now? I could actually honestly say now that everybody keeps saying, uh, "Can Brady do it without Belichick?" As opposed to, "Can Belichick do it without Brady?" Well, the proof is in the pudding. We're going to find out. The, no, the, find out. The, the proof is in the pudding. Belichick has had to do it without Brady. Yeah. Matt Castle. Yes. Yeah. That's, how, yeah. that's how Matt Castle ended up getting paid uh, by Kansas City. They sure. know is Kansas City didn't have the right coach, didn't have the right system. And that's the thing now. These coaches are getting smart. It's not about bringing the quarterback in and tweaking them to your system, but it's about playing around the strengths of that quarterback and putting the right pieces yeah. around and coordinators are getting hip to that. Uh, that's and that was the difference between Matt Castle in uh, in New Orleans. I mean, in New England, as opposed to him going to Kansas City. So Belichick has proven, although short term, that he can do it without. As a matter of fact, Jimmy Garoppolo was the latest. Garoppolo, I was going to bring him up, and here's a guy and, who ended up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. And if you look at what's going on with San Francisco, yes, his name has been throwing out there and you know the Brady the Brady factor came up but hey that that could be a compliment that hey well we're looking at Garoppolo probably you know because of this reason and that reason so but I think they're sold on to Garoppolo in San Francisco next game uh oh here we go come on come on All right. next game All right. next game because this is going to lead into where I'm going next Dallas Versus the L.A. Rams and Dallas is at a minus two point five. They must me, be at home. Are they at me, home? Are they in in, they, in Dallas? It, you know what? They they could. That, that game might be on the road, opening up their new stadium. But I will go on record and say this: it might be more than that. That's just my. That's I think that's because of the climate that's in Dallas with Dak not having a contract but if you look at the Rams outside of Jared Goff and Sam Darnold their massive defensive player who else do they have because they don't have a running game they don't have the receiving core yeah 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 Dallas I believe can go in whether it's in Dallas or whether it's in LA in that new stadium I believe they can torture but the thing that's hanging over Dallas is Dak and no deal. And no, no doubt. And here's here's something that we're avoiding. We haven't talked Well, we're not avoiding. We just haven't brought up. And I don't know why we haven't. Um, uncharted territory right now. With with is, is, is home field in the in, in the NFL that big a deal right now? I don't think it is as much. You, I mean, you're going to have what half capacity, if that. 
if be not even that much, you know. So I that's it's interesting. We've never gone through this in professionals. We've never had as you know, you know, been in the middle of a pandemic and had to deal with it and and, and adapt to those scenarios. So. I don't know that home field is that big of a deal. I, I, you know, really, I don't know that it is. You know, you think about like the stadiums in the Lake Kansas City, huge home field advantage. You know, um, and you think about like teams like you know New England, what are they, huge home field advantage. I don't know that these are. I don't know that it's that big of an aspect right now. You know, you know, Dallas. You're right. I mean, whether it be in L.A. or in Dallas, this game. Like, I don't think that the the, the the geographics are going to matter. Cowboys, I think, overall are more talented of a football team. The question with that team has always been, and I think with a new head coach, I, this is where I think you're going to see the difference. Because I think McCarthy coming in, you know, under under the uh, you know the 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 redheaded uh, <laughs> wonder, uh, as I like to call him, I no, call him, not, I call him, I call him the spokesperson for clap on, clap off, like. Yeah, yeah. That's all I, he was clapping. And I don't say that as a dig or to. People who have red hair. I just, I just think it's by the way, I call it the redheaded wonder because because he did have red hair, Jason Garrett. Right. Um, um I don't dig all the flying. Yeah, he was yeah. a ball. And, <laughs> well, I, I just, I was, not, I was never a big. I, I don't, I never saw his players really respond to him. And I think if you look at that team, look at what they've got put together down in Dallas on paper. And I know on paper doesn't mean squat. You've got to produce on the field, but mm-hmm. on paper. On paper, that team's loaded up. And this is why I was never – Jason Garrett, to me, had many years of, of good teams that were good on paper. But he couldn't get these kids, these guys to respond. And I right. think we're going to see a difference with McCarthy. I think we're going to see that on-paper talent play out on the field more so. Exactly. Know? So with that being said, either this year is going to be a deal maker or a deal breaker for Dak and the Joneses. Because this year he's playing under franchise tag, $31 million. Now, here's the narrative. If Dak puts up good numbers, which he's prone to do, which he's known to do, yeah, and they make a deep run in the playoffs, let's just say they end up in the Super Bowl. Sure. Now, you never know. Yeah. Now Dak has the leverage. Now, here's here's what I'm here's what I'm wondering. Dak wanted a four-year deal. The Joneses wanted to give him a five-year deal plus $105 million guarantee and somewhere between $33, $35 million a year. So now let's say they come back and negotiate next year. Now, they played one year under the franchise tag. Does the four-year deal now, does it begin to sound good to Jerry and Steven or are they going to still try to extend them? Because it looks to me like they're playing tug-of-war of length of contract versus loyalty to team because now the Joneses can ask Dak, do you want to be a cowboy for life? Why would you want a four-year deal? Because four well, years, I can tell, because okay, I can tell you right, why. because four years is usually free agency time, test the market. Because, because Dak's people and himself, I mean, that's not stupid. He knows he, he gets the game. He knows that to answer your question, he knows that long term isn't always necessarily good because of the fluctuation of market value. You go four years, and and you and you if you're you know five compared to five, at the end of that four year, I'm set to renegotiate, and I can up my wages quite a bit extensively mm-hmm. instead of playing another year under the you know because again your value decreases or increases tremendously in a short amount of time in the National Football League. Now, why do the you know, here's here's how I see this playing out. I don't know this. I this is just my opinion, right? I don't know. I'm. Mean, it's not like I'm sitting in these negotiation rooms. 
back and then Jones, you know, <laughs> listening to him go at it. I think Dak was thinking in terms of he was waiting for the Mahomes deal to go through because he knew Mahomes was going to set the bar, being the highest paid quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. he knew this was coming. And he was thinking in terms of, well, maybe Jerry Jones, once he sees what, they, what they're going to give, you know, Mahomes, he'll buckle a little bit. He, and, you know, I don't know that Dak was sitting, sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to get paid what Mahomes does. But he's thinking in terms of I can I could certainly have justification for saying this is the, this is the number that I want because look at what Mahomes is getting, you know. And he was thinking in terms of Jones. My buddy, Jones didn't buckle. Jones is going to stick. Obviously, stuck it out with his franchise tag. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Jerry Jones's situation. I think where he's thinking is let's see what you do this year because you know what I don't think Jones is afraid to pay him. I don't think that's the scenario. I don't think he's a tight. He's definitely, you know, not tight with a dollar. I mean, he's he'll spend. He'll, you know, he's a he's a guy that will open the wallet. We've seen it in the past. You know, with Zeke and everybody else. So right. I think he's I think he's thinking in terms of let's see what this year produces. Let's see what you know if you if you get us like you were saying a deep run into the playoffs. But who who knows? Maybe a Super Bowl spot. Do that, and then we're gonna then we'll talk about Mahomes and where he's at in comparison. We'll get into that. We'll right. have that discussion. But yeah. until you do. You know, Jones is the guy that wants to leave that door open because there's no guarantee that he won't trade him after this after this season. Right. A lot of it hinges upon what's going on right now as far as the next, you know, the, the 2020 season, where they end up, how deep of a run they make, how – you know, Dak's proven that he's he's worth, he's a worthy quarterback. He's a top 10 guy. Maybe some would say maybe a top seven, top six mm-hmm. numbers-wise. But his big, big Achilles heel has been – can't get us into a deep run in the playoffs. Maybe he changes that this year. And if okay. he does, if he does, Jones will pay him. I'm All right. No worries. All right. We're going to take another break right here. We'll come back because I want to get into something else that's bugging me about this Dallas team. Okay. And it's the last few years, it's that offensive line that Jerry Jones took pride in. So when we come back, we're going to try to dissect that offensive line because there's okay. a couple of players that we have to look at who's been injury prone. So we'll be right back after a word from my sponsor. Okay, and I am back with Slick Rick Thomas, the guy that originated the running the table on four wheels. <laughs> but uh, I want to give out a quick shout out. First of all, I want to thank Anchor for the sponsorship. That's anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. The best way to create a podcast, very simple. You don't have, even have to have minimum listenership. Uh, Anchor.fm, if you want to leave a comment, go to Anchor.fm, leave a comment, leave a voice message. I'll be glad to hear your feedback. Uh, Shout out to a good friend of mine, Alicia Broomfield, who is a general manager for the Bounce Quest, Party Rentals, and more. Hit her up at 316-247-2350 or at BounceQuest.com. We got Slick Rick Thomas. And me and Rick go back a ways. He used to have a show called Run the Table, and I would come in from getting off work, and he would say, glad to have you run the table with me. No, I'm just sitting at the table while you prepare the meal. <laughs> nah, so we, You know, we're still running the table. We, we're in the podcast, and, and we're going to get that on some uh, – well, again, I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But no, it's, don't it's do that. Big things, big things are happening with that. All right, then. So now we was talking before we went to the break there, and – uh so the one thing that's bugging me now is I'm going to give you two names. Okay. Leo Le- Collins, uh-huh. Ty- Tyron Smith. Yeah. Why do I mention those names? Because they're part of the offensive line that Jerry Jones took pride in. 
Yeah. And then I believe Andy Fredericks, if I'm correct, was the center, right? Uh, was it Fred? It was Fredericks. I don't remember. Was it Fredericks? Fredericks? No, Travis Fredericks. I think that's Travis Fredericks. Yeah. Well, he retired, which so, is a huge, which is a huge, huge, which yes. is a huge loss yeah. because yeah. of the fact you have that continuity between the quarterback and the man up on the center. Now you well, have Frederick to anchored that offensive line. He anchored that line. He was the guy, and right. and he was only thirty. I mean, he was he, he, It wasn't. I don't think this was a, a, an age scenario. It was just more of an injury situation, I think. And that's the thing now, because this line is starting to get banged up. And yeah. you wonder just how deep is that line? Well, can, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong in this? Wasn't Frederick also a guy that he had? It was he had some type of a disorder, not disorder, a disease, like a blood disease or something, if I remember right. I'm not too sure on it, that. It, it sidelined him for most of one season. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things he had to work through. And it wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't fatal, but it was enough of a health issue that he couldn't, he missed a, a good chunk of games one season. Right. So I think that was probably played into some of that as well. But anyways, go ahead. And then uh, I believe Teron Smith, he's missed at least an average of three games the past two seasons. So yeah. we're looking at a banged up line. We're looking yeah. at a line that's getting old. Now, why do I mention that? Because you have to remember back in the heydays of the Cowboys before this free agency and all these wanting big money players, the thing that was a downfall for the Cowboys, especially after Roger Starback retired and Danny White yeah. gave us a flash yeah. and gave us <laughs> and, and yeah. that's yeah. what it was. It was a flash. Yeah. All of a sudden, age caught up with the team. I'm talking. Yeah. yeah. Talking uh, Ed Tutal Jones. I'm Harvey Martin. Talking oh, you Randy go White. Back. Okay. All right. I yeah. mean, okay. age caught up with that team, even on the offensive side. Yeah. So, you know, I'm bringing us up to history. Uh, after, and people still cannot stand Jerry Jones for this because the way he handled it. Jerry Jones buys the team. Yeah. Tom Landry gets fired. Then yeah. he brings in Jimmy Johnson. We went yeah. like one and fifteen. Then we have Herschel Walker to think for the rest of his life until he's <laughs> six feet under. Because well, had, it not, had it not been for Herschel Walker, we wouldn't have had all those trades that allowed us to get people like Emma Smith in the draft, Troy Aikman. Michael Irving, Jay Novacek, we built the line, Moose Johnson, and even that that dynasty had to come to an end. Uh, it's been it's it's been but, that's the last time the Cowboys were really really relevant. Now, and I and you know I say that, I don't mean that as a diss, but that's just a fact. I mean when that really was when they were. I mean they've won some playoff games since then, but mm-hmm. they really haven't. You know they haven't been in a Super Bowl since those years, right? You but, know? and one of the things I always attribute. If you look at certain teams, there's always been a certain amount of chemistry. Let's let's just look at this. Take the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Lord knows I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I yeah. can I can respect them. Sure. But you had Chuck Noll and Terry Bradshaw. You had a continuity there between coach and player on the field. Yeah. Dallas had it for a long time. Tom Landry, Roger Starbuck. Sure, sure. And, you know, you uh, had that with Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin. Right. You know, the, you had that contract. And that was short-lived because the town was too big for Jimmy and Jerry. Then, yeah. you, then you look at, you know, even throughout Pittsburgh's history, because they're not known to fire their coaches. You had uh, Ben Roethlisberger there who had a stint with uh, Bill Cowher, then Mike Thomason. Yeah. And I'm going to get to my narrative because the reason I'm saying this because – Dallas could have that very same thing if they can 
work out a contract deal. So now with that being said, even New Orleans, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, uh, New England, you had Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. See, we're looking at longevity of in continuity there. So let's say, let's say for the sake of saying this, because we don't want to say this, but you have to be realistic. If Dak plays under another franchise tag, but I'm going to get back to the offensive line because that's the one thing that we need is to get that offensive line back to where it was because they were aging and dealing with injuries. So Jones is going to probably have to be scouring the market for offensive line. But moving forward with Dak, if he plays under another franchise tag next year, which is going to amass him $37 million, then after that, you have to start looking. Is Dak going to be a free agent sooner than we want to see him? And who is going to take him? Because there will be some teams out there that will take him because there are going to be some teams in that two-year time frame that's going to be needing a quarterback, and Dak will look very appealing. Now, I hate the fact that they're not going to force Daniel Snyder's hand to sell the team because I could see Daniel Snyder making a pitch for a Dak Prescott. But here's my list right here. Two years down the road, I do not see Tom Brady playing past two years. So I don't think he's playing after this year. So but anyways, go ahead. So there's an opening right there. Uh, how about look at New Orleans? Breeze might not be playing after this season is over with. Yeah, I think you know Breeze is another guy. It's it, 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 you know I brought up the age factor with Brady. Breeze is one of those guys too that's in the crowd now. He's he's not regimented as, as Brady with his with his red, but he's still in phenomenal shape for a guy that's forty two. He can still play the game. Um, but I don't see him playing past this year. Exactly. Uh, Pittsburgh. Even though Ben is going to play this year, but who's to say that his body his won't? Days are numbered. His, 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 are numbered. his body won't hold up. So now I'm, there's three teams off the top that could be looking for a quarterback right within the next year, or maybe after that does his uh, run of a franchise tag if they don't get a contract. But these are openings. Then you look at other teams that have quarterbacks, but they're not concrete. I mean, let's say San Diego Chargers and Coach Lynn. He likes a Dak Prescott type, one of those mobile quarterbacks, but one that can also it has yeah. some accuracy. So there's a lot to be looked at. Uh, how about the Indianapolis Colts? That could be a landing spot. And I've heard some say that Indy could be the new right. Dallas. I want to say, is it, is it Philip Rivers? Uh, Philip Rivers. It, yeah, and he, right. But he's no, he's no young guy either. He's, what, 38 or dying? This could, he's, you know, this could you know, very so well right. This could very well be his last year. It could be. I mean, and I think, uh, you know, getting back to Dak, it all comes down to what he does this year, how long he stays there. If he, if he has a big year this year, Jones will sign, get it done. Jones will do what he has to do to keep him if he has a big year. But that's, it's, that's the, yes, we don't know. We'll see what happens. It's, it's interesting to me, like, I, you know, you talk about these offensive line scenarios. You know, J- Jerry Jones, too, I mean, you remember this mm-hmm. four, five, six years ago when Jones went through that one draft and he picked, he had, he had two or three, like, first round picks and he spent them all on, on linemen. I remember this. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember hearing the, the naysayers go, that's just, oh, what is he doing? He can get this receiver. He can get, cause, because these aren't sexy picks. But, I was I was one of but, those naysayers. Well, okay, but Jones, yeah, I wasn't. I was the guy sitting there going, okay, I get it. This isn't pretty. It's not fun. But he knows what he's doing because he knows that it begins and ends on that front line. That, that's the game of football. 
It always has been that way. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that's never going to change. It begins and ends on that offensive line. I don't care who you got back there. You could, I mean, you could have Tom Brady back there. If he doesn't if he, you know, in his heyday, you can have Brady when he's 30 back there. If he doesn't have an offensive line, he's in trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. So, you know, not, you'll be the offensive line. Obviously, I'm just telling you fundamentals, but that controls your running game, your passing, your offense. It all begins and ends of the trenches. Not sexy picks. Nobody, it's not fun. You want to go after the, the CD lambs of the world, but let's be honest. You got to have somebody up front to block. You got to have it. You got to have it because you know what? CD lamb might be a great quarterback coming out of college and coming out of Oklahoma, what have you. But if, if your quarterback has about 1.8 seconds because your line's horrible, what good is he going to do you? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I get, I get that. And as far as like the dynasty building eras, I think we're going to see that's it's just so much more difficult today than it was even twenty years ago. Because there was a time frame when the the National Football League, just much like MLB was at the time, uh, NBA to some degree, guys were looking for homes. They were looking for places they could spend four or five years minimum. You know, you don't see that so much anymore. It's kind of like, you know, the not for long league, as they say, what can you do for me today? I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to commit to like more, more than a couple of years because I know that my value is going to increase that dramatically if I'm good. Just within two years, guys bounce around a lot. It's, you know, the, the days of like Brady spending one in his entire career with one team pretty much outside of Tampa, uh, Drew, Drew Brees the same way. So it's going to be tough to see. We're not going to see a lot of that in the future. We're just not. Only thing close that we might see is in Kansas City because they got their ten year deal with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And the good yeah. thing and, and the way I'm hearing the way that contract is actually structured, it really won't kick in for about another year or so, which means they'll have some room to try to, you know, get some other players inked up and signed for the long haul. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes said, Hey, I'm gonna go after Brady six championships. So yeah, well, and it, it, he's the kind of guy that could, if you have the right guys around him, it could happen. That could. I mean, it's not I, – I would bet against it because I think Brady did something in New England. Not just Brady, but the New England Patriots. Is, and I'm not a – I hate I hate to admit this. But they did do something in that 10 or 12, 15-year stretch with Brady that I don't think we're going to see it again. I really don't. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Right. Uh, un- unless this happens. And I shouldn't really say this because I'm working on my weight issue as well, too. I'm still working on it. We're going to have to get uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the coach's name? What's his name in Kansas City? Yeah, Andy, oh, Andy Reid. Andy yeah. Reid, yeah. yeah. We've got to get Andy Reid to shed a few pounds off, okay? That way he can, <laughs> that way he can be healthier oh, yeah. and he can be around a little bit longer, you know, okay? Uh, Andy so he can Reed's enjoy- a big man. I got nothing against Andy <laughs> Reid. He's a big man. Let him, let him eat his steak. I, I'm okay with it, you know? I mean – that's Andy Reid. That's what he is. You know, he's just a big guy. He's always been, you know, let him be him. You know? He's the big lovable guy. He's the big teddy bear that everybody loves. So, you know, I will say this for Andy Reid. I've I talked to a lot of people in the, in the, in the uh, you know, sporting world as far as that, you know, not just sort of pro athlete coaches that have been around him in, in various stages of his career. And I have never heard a bad word. Not one. Every, lots of respect exactly. for that guy. Lots of respect for him. What I hear the most common about him is humble. Nice guy that will, that will listen to you when you talk to him, and that's you know that's a lot of that's I mean that's I, I give him credit. Yeah, because when you think about it, he came in during the time where that Kansas City franchise looked like it was on the verge of destruction. Sure. You have to remember they had a player killed his girlfriend in the home. Yeah, yeah, and then, then showed up on on site. Showed yeah. up on site yeah. and pulled the gun on himself. Right there in front of the coaches to see that, 
Now, I believe Romeo Cornell was the coach at the time. I mean, yeah. how can how can you move forward and coach after witnessing well, a scene he, like that? that? I mean, that has to play over in your mind. I don't care what the, yeah. what's going on in the field. You got that in your mind. Like, that just really happened. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's it, it, things things of the nature are just horrific, and I, you know, and it's it's, and I, I try, you know, you, you see something like that occur, and you try, I try to remain non because I don't know what was going on in his mind, that young right. man's mind. I don't know what he was going through. I don't know, and I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not justifying any of that by any means, but I don't know what it, it's just hard to, for me to wrap my brain around because I don't know. It's just you know, I don't know. It's hard to understand. Exactly. Um, so you know, you know, the Kansas City franchise could have crumbled after that, but sure. It, they showed resolve, and they made some moves, front office moves, and moves on the sideline. And uh, well, you, you know, I kind of, I was kind of actually excited for Reed in the sense that because he was a guy that what dogged him. What you tell you know the answer to this? What always dogged him his entire career, it, it, when he was in Philly and when he you know, wherever else he was. What was the one big anchor hanging around his neck? You would hear everybody say, "Good coach, but couldn't win the big one." Yeah, couldn't win the big one. You get, we get him there, get him in there, and he, you know, he gets so good, he just couldn't get it done, couldn't get over that hill. Well, I think it's it's good, it's good for him that he finally, you know, put that away. I bet you Philly is looking back at this now, wondering what were we <laughs> thinking? Because now the coach that they actually hired, he's back in the college ranks, Chip yeah. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, hey, Chip Kelly's not a bad coach. I mean, Philly's got. Philly's got some issues, you know, and they, and they uh, you know, there's a football team that did win a Super Bowl, what, two, three years ago? Was it three years ago, two years ago? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, got, they looked up on one, but they did it without their star quarterback. They did it with Nick Foles. Nick, okay? Foles, who, who, they, Nick Foles was one of those interesting guys that played great in that system in Philly. Exactly. But I don't know, but does that translate into other systems? I don't, I don't know. Nope. And, yeah, I mean, it doesn't and, seem like it. And, and, and if you're a Philly fan, you know, you, you you know, they say the reason that, uh, what's his name, Jalen Hurts, the reason he didn't look too excited because when he got drafted by them because there was the possibility he might not get to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. But as uh, Lee Corso would say, not so fast, Sonny. You know the guy that you're sitting behind is injury prone. You might be playing sooner than later. And well, not, you know what, Jalen may end up being a great pickup. He, he may. The kid's got some skills. I mean, he's raw. He's raw. He's undeveloped, but he's shown that he's got great arm. He's a very maneuverable, great, great, heck of an athlete. Great for that position. He's highly athletic as a quarterback. He might be a great pickup for him. We'll I, see. I, I, I always said that Jalen Hurts, I think he's the dog person in the draft because for him to play in the Alabama system the way he played, yeah, and then go over to OU for one season and pick that system up. That shows that he has versatility. That shows that he's coachable and and can adapt real quick to any system. So you know, Philly fans, because the the, the town is still divided. They they want to put a statue up for Nick Foles because he won them that Super Bowl. The, the locker room is still divided because they wish Nick Foles could have stayed around because they'd rather him be out be there quarterback than Carson Wentz and right now I bet you they keeping their eye on Jalen Hurts. Well they bought the Carson Wentz ticket. They went in they went into the you know, they had one of the top draft picks if I remember right they used it on him. And and the thing is and Carson Wentz has shown flashes. I mean you know you have to realize the year that you know he got injured and, and Foles took over after, up to that point Carson was having a good year. It wasn't you know it wasn't like he was not putting it you know getting it done. He was. 
Um, he, he, can he come back for the, you know, he had a pretty severe injury and he, you know, he came back last was a couple of years, year after Andrew was last year, I think it was, was his first, mm-hmm. first year. So he had, he had a pretty solid season. I don't, you know, well, those kinds of injuries, that's what always has to bother you. Can he come back? Is, is this going to be an RG3 situation? And I hate to use that as a, but, but that's kind of what you compare it to, you know, is it RG3 never really bounced back fully from that same kind of injury. Mm-hmm. And I, whether or not Carson Wentz will, time will tell. But I, I don't know that you'd give up on Carson Wentz yet. No, you can't give up on him, and especially since you didn't put all that money into him now. Yeah. But he's a one injury, and you could be looking at Jalen Hurts sooner than later. And at some I'm, point, and I mean, I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure they were behind Nick Foles. They wouldn't have an issue with Jalen Hurts being in there. That team is yeah. st- that team is still divided. It's, but I also look at Philadelphia's structure as far as an offense. And I think right now Carson Wentz is much better fit. I mean, not just because of the fact that he does have experience. That's obvious. You know, Hurts is a rookie coming in. I mean, it, you know, it's, but, but also because I think they're more of a, I don't know how to put it, they're more of a physical blue collar kind of football team. That's how Philly always has been. Mm-hmm. And they're, so, so Amy, you know, Hurts is a little bit too, what's the word I'm looking for? Cute for him, you know. I mean, Carson Wentz is that 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 kind of bigger guy, kind of bigger, but kind of not not quite, you know, uh, not quite Roethlisberger big, but kind of sturdy, bigger guy that stands in the pocket, takes the hit, and gets, you know, and, and if he has to, you know, chuck it over the middle quickly, he'll do that, and it's, you know, piece at a time here and there, picks offenses, picks defenses apart. Hurts is kind of more of a he's he's a, it's kind of like comparing a, a beauty like a like a solid Buick that isn't going to get injured in an accident. To a to a Porsche that can make a lot of cool moves and go a lot faster, right. you know. Gotcha. And that's this, you know, that's kind of. I think Hertz is more of, of his style of offense. They would have to adapt to his style of play much more than you know. Wentz fits that team. Now that doesn't mean that won't change, but that's kind of where they're at now. Right. Well, Rick, you know what? We've come to the part where we have to okay say goodbye to all of our friends. All right, well, M- yeah, I'm glad you M- had me on. Thank you. M I C E K E Y. But you know, we're going to do this again. So, absolutely. Uh, once again, run the tables, Rick Thomas. Thank you for joining me, man. We almost went a whole hour, man. Can you believe I love, that? I love it. We'll, we'll do it again it. soon. We'll do it again soon. We have to do. This. We have to make like make this almost like a weekly endeavor because I'm down. you know do these it. shows go a whole lot better with. Uh, with guests and by myself rambling on and not knowing what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, you know what? Neither of us really know. We just, this is our speculation. That's all. I don't, I'd never claim to know. I don't, if I had all the answers, I'd be sitting on a yacht right now, <laughs> you know, getting, getting, you know, margaritas handed to me by, you know, Miss April, if I had all the answers. You know? Right. I mean, seriously. So, in my closing, I want to thank everybody for listening to my podcast. Once again, if you want to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, go to anchor.fm. I would greatly appreciate your listening support as well as your financial support as well, too. In the coming weeks, I will have guests coming on. I was supposed to have another one on today, but she is in the midst of a recruiting trip. So we'll try to get that young lady on. I'm not telling her name. I'm going to let her introduce herself when I get her on my show. Y'all will be shocked who she is, but y'all will also know her because she's one of Wichita's 50 most influential women in sports. So that's all I love I'm it. telling I love you. It. I can't so wait. I can't once wait. Again, Rick, thank you. And y'all stay tuned. I'll be back again another day. This is Anthony Smith, host of A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Have a good day, y'all.